0: Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of a Totally Arsenal podcast. I'm your host, Mornay, and my co-host as usual, Aiden. Getting ready
1: for, almost, for one of the biggest games in almost a decade for Arsenal. I know before we've been in finals, but this winning this final could mean so much to the club going forward. Not only silverware, but getting us back to the Champions League, where I feel we do belong.
0: I mean, I just find, uh, you know, as, as exciting it all sounds... I just find the whole build-up, whether it's down to, um, you know, where we're hosting the, the tournament in Baku, Azerbaijan. But it, it seems like the whole build-up has been kind of flat. I mean, I think even with, with the Champions League final now with, with uh, Spurs and Liverpool, I mean, it, look, it's going to be probably one hell of a game. But it seems like it's very low-key. Everything is very low-key with whether it's that final or our Europa League final. I think with
1: regards to the Europa League final, it's just the the, the venue, I mean, I don't mean to you know, be condescending to the venue in any way, but I just don't think it's a place where the final should have been held. I mean, it's not accessible for the rest of the world. I mean, if they to put it in, a, I think, in a better area, the, the, the saga, I mean, all the drama and build-up behind this final has nothing to do with the soccer, actually, with the football behind anything. It's more drama with other aspects off the field.
0: I mean, I saw people doing like four to uh, between two and four or even five uh, leg travel, uh, traveling uh, itineraries because it's so tough to even get to Baku. So they have to, you know, take flights or, or bus rides or, you know, those coach rides or even uh, via ship. You have to travel to certain places just to get there. So it's going to, you know, unless you've got the cash, you know, to burn in a way, other than that, it's gonna. It's a, a little bit of a dent in the pocket you're gonna have after the storm. Because I mean, I've heard even some you know well-known Arsenal fans on YouTube, and it, some even said, look, they can't make it because they'd love to go, but it's so far out there. And I mean, if you've got if you're married and you have a family, or even if you're working, but I mean, if you've got like you know a ninety-five job, you can't just you know take that off and you're gonna spend close to like two k in one day for you know a, not only accommodation, but you also have to you don't know the area right also there, so. That's why, I mean, with regards to the tickets, I don't know if you heard this, but both Chelsea and Arsenal actually returned 6,000 tickets to from the 12,000 they got. So. Wow,
1: that's a, that's a whole lot. I mean, to personally, I've never, you know, watched an Arsenal game live, but I was actually considering going to watch the Europa League final, should we have made it, and it was really on my mind actually building up when we got went into the final. I thought, you know, maybe it would be a good opportunity since, you know, not a lot of tickets. I mean there's still a lot of tickets on the market. But then I just thought that the whole procedure of getting there is not gonna be worthwhile to 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 do it at all.
0: Yeah, because I mean for me it's actually ideal if you have um you know almost like if you got a somehow connection. You know, like if you know know somebody then it at least saves you a bit of I'd say with the accommodation type of thing, but I mean, I like, think there's so many
1: other countries to host it in. I mean, if there's in like you know, there was there's France, you know, even uh, what other places they could have gone to, from Germany, even. I mean, I haven't seen Germany host the Europa League final in a while. I know they did with the Champions League, but I mean, they could have anywhere, Munich, Berlin could have even been a nice venue, but. I just think it's not really accessible and it's a bit of an anticlimax as well for mm-hmm. such a big game.
0: Yeah, but I mean, now we all just have to, you know, get in a bit. Because I mean, sometimes I also found some of the uh, you know, the comments that people were making of, uh, like you saying protesting the venue. And, uh, it makes sense. I mean, you can talk about like it, But I mean, for me, I just find UEFA shot themselves more in the foot than anything with this.
1: Yeah, and, and and look at the drama scoring with Mkhitaryan as well. Is that actually fair to a player who played such a big part in the Europa League campaign? May or is going to miss out on the final because of all this drama happening? Like, shouldn't shouldn't that be a wake-up call to UEFA that you know you can't that somebody is probably one of his biggest games we would have been playing is missing out on it because of this?
0: Because I mean, I can tell you now straight. I mean, if this was not like any other player, like. Uh, Messi or Ronaldo or something like that, they would somehow, by by Kurka, they would so, uh, organize something different that I'm sure of, or, you know, beef up extra security, something like that for the players' protection. But I mean, they were not really a help. I mean, even Arsenal, were, when it came down to Arsenal asking for extra tickets, they didn't help. They were of no help with regard to that.
1: Do you know what the situation is? I know I tried to read up one. I didn't get the full, really it between the Alma saga and Azerbaijan.
0: Well the, the thing is there's you know animosity between Armenia and Azerbaijan. So it's almost like any little thing it also gets beefed up in the in the media, you know, like don't like to stir up stuff. I mean like, I'm talking of local media now with regard to Armenian media and, and Azerbaijan media. So it's almost like that stuff is also adding to the, you know, flames in a way. But I just think we could have taken this thing out of it by, you know, or, or UEFA could have actually taken this thing out of it all and, you know, being quite adamant with, look, this guy is going to play. If Arsenal wanted to play. And we're going to see to it that this, this play is protected and everything is, uh, uh, you know, accordingly with, uh, with regards to safety, the stadium as well. But it's almost like there was no real help from them.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's their job, it's their event. UEFA chose this venue, so you have to make sure that every single player has a right and to be safe and go and play a game. It's it's not fair. I mean, surely something should have taken further into the matter. I mean, it's just left as it is. But like you mentioned, can you imagine Messi or Ronaldo or, you know, one of the big guns could have or Neymar would have couldn't have played. It would have been a massive thing, but just because it's McIntarian and possibly the Europa League final and now it's suddenly oh oh well he doesn't play. That's the end of it. I mean he could have been the guy scoring the winning goal
0: for Arsenal, but you
1: know that doesn't happen now because of that.
0: Yeah but I mean look he has that expertise also, you know, playing and winning it with United so it also adds to it all, you know, for the cup final. But you know that's now that I mean I think not to you know sort of go on about that. But you know it's a really disappointing the way that now played out. Um I don't know if you also saw with regards to the bad sales with regards to the final, like with, with in general ticket sales. Because they said tickets are actually being sold now for about nineteen pounds a ticket.
1: Oh wow, that is oh I would love to buy a ticket at that price. <laughs>
0: I heard even Arsenal and even Chelsea were busy phoning their members, you know, club members, to ask if they don't want to buy a ticket <laughs> because people are not, you know, making any sort of effort to buy any of that stuff. So, as I said, I think most, most teams are going to also take, a, a, you know, a financial dent in that sense. But it's all right. It's Look, at wi anyway, running the show. So I have no problem because I just find that you're – not the most trustworthy football federations you can get out there at the moment.
1: Question quickly to you. Um you sent me this picture actually um a few days ago when we we're you know one of our personal chats with uh, with regards to, you know, Peter Chek lifting the Champions League in twenty for twenty thirteen, twenty twelve, when he still posted you no know, that on the nineteenth of May he posted the picture of him kissing the Champions League um a few days ago. I mean What's your feelings towards that with regards to actually the one of the biggest games coming up in Arsenal's last decade coming up and him posting a picture like that?
0: You know what what was your feelings towards that? Um the timing I found was wrong. Really wrong. Um at, on the other side, I do believe he is like, you know, a professional, so he's probably gonna go, you know, about it like he would go any other game. But I just think the timing of it was wrong. And I mean, since Arsenal are, fans at the moment are quite on the edge with any, you know, little thing, whether it's, say, a player complimenting another club and, of course, the media, uh, you know, flaming it up. I say, oh, yeah, it wants to move to uh, Madrid or Barcelona. Or same with Aubameyang. So, of course, it gets us antsy. I mean, we've seen it. We've been down that road before with people like Van Persie, with Fabregas and them. So, it's almost like every time you see a little thing like this getting, you know, popped up in the media we kind of get you know like kind of antsy with regards to it but that being said i just think the photo the timing of it all was very bad um as for the final with the goalkeepers you know we've again it's something that most even our listeners i'm sure have also been down that road with arsenal if you've now been supporting Arsenal 20 plus years Um uh, Wenger did it also with where Richard Wright got us to an FA Cup final and he ended up dropping him for David Seaman for the final. Then uh, you had also, I think there was another case, I just can't get to it now. Oh, yeah, uh, we saw Wenger also. He could have changed this, changed up, uh, you know, letting the stronger than he actually lets the, like say the inverted commas, uh, weak of the two keepers go through, like where Fabianski got us right the way through or, or Spina got us right the way through. So, you don't know how they're gonna also play, but I th- I think Emery will probably stick with Chick. It's just a
1: bit dangerous, you know. It could affect him mentally because going into that game now, if Peter Chick makes any any yeah. sort of mistake, they're gonna hop onto the yeah. fact that you know he kissed the trophy and he's going to Chelsea next season, even though that's not his intention. And it's gonna it could mentally affect him. For me personally since, you know, to bring up who my possible starting 11, would I would go for, is that I would actually put Leno in and I may probably be, dis- people might disagree with me because Peter Cech got us to the final, but it's Arsenal's biggest game in a long time. Your best keeper has to stand. Peter Cech showed kind of, I wouldn't say his loyalty, but he showed, you know, where his heart is at. Actually, his heart is at Chelsea. His mind may be at Arsenal, but his heart is at Chelsea. So, give Leno the chance, because at the end of the season, if Arsenal don't make the Europa League, Peter Chick's not faced by it. It's going to be Leno who's going to be faced by it. So, I would give Leno the, the, the nod, actually. I don't know what your feelings are for number
0: one for the final. Look, I'm a, at the moment, As for me, it's just, my, actually my concern would be the defence needs to be on the on its on on point for the final, but as for the goalie thing, um, you know, the reason also just want to reiterate with that other point of wrong timing. He has not personally made his mind up that he's going to take the Chelsea job. That's why I said, he, like, I mean, for me, he also shot himself in the foot in that sense because if he had not kept everything under wraps, even even to stay off social media for a while leading up to the final then fine, then you could, you know, go to Chelsea if you wanted to whatever. But now, as he said now the other day also, he also came out, you know, in the open with it where he said, look, I did not say, I didn't say it's so a definite thing that I'm going to Chelsea, but it's like everybody's now, you know, jumping the gun type of thing. And that's why, I mean, I think he, he also knew what sort of flack he was getting. And uh, David Seaman said now a few days ago on, on, I think, Talk Sport or something like that, where he said, if he was Emory, he would actually let Leno stand because he said, like, once uh, Czech is done with the final, you know, he's all ties are really cut to the club. I mean, unless he takes that job, because I think he's been offered a job at Arsenal. But he said, like, until yeah. in, you know, you don't know how it's also going to play out in that sense. But he said he would let uh, Leno play because he said, with che- with, Czech's decision to say retire and maybe get away from football for a while. You've got no real tie there between player and club.
1: Um, defense wise, you know, will you stick at the back there? For me, Socrates has to go there. I'm going to go with a back three, possibly. I'm three, center back. Socrates, Monreal, Koshelny, yeah. especially if Higuain's there at the back. I do think we could marshal him. I mean, he, he, that, it seems like Arsenal's defense struggles against space. I'm sure if they won't get. Too much bullied by Higuain. I think we could hold our own unless they throw in our uh, ex-player Oli Chi, Olivier, Giroud. could cause some problems, I think, for us. In a, you know, he could he could show his aerial strength and we could suffer, but if I think if Oliver starts. So for me at the back, Monreal, Socrates, and Kosharni has to start. That's my back three. Yeah,
0: I would stick with it as well, because it's way safer than, you know or you have some like Mustafi and Mondreal, then you're going to really have type of headache on your end. Because like, look, at the moment, Mondreal is also going through a phase where he's been in some sort of rut also form-wise. But uh, yeah, it's also not like him really being helped out, out on the left, you know, from say people like Colossin or Iwobi or whoever's out there. But yeah, I would stick with that. Yeah, that's a solid back and, three.
1: And sentiments, I think, to Alera and Xhaka. Xhaka, I know, I wish we had another like a Ramsey around it because could slotted in there but uh, I think Shaka and, and Torera has to get the nod in the middle of the park for me and then on either side of them I would go with I think by default Colisee Natch and then Ainsley Maitland-Hals did prove his worth down that side so for me those those four have to start in the middle with then I think Uzel, even though this type of game I would have preferred to have um, Ramsey fit and I, I think Laka said, and uh, a bombing up front. I do think that Uzo's gonna have to uh close down uh, son aka uh, Jorginho. I think he could be the weak link, and we well, could get at them if we close him down.
0: This is also something I don't want to add for me. Like, where look, I'm not saying oh, we're gonna we all out favorites for it, but I think where the you know, the the the, the scale some some are just marginally tipped our favor. The fact that Loftus Cheek is injured, and like out for like half a year, something like that, with that torn Achilles, for me that is the like already a key because if you watch the way he's been playing, he's been almost like the 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 protector of uh, Eden Hazard because when you watch him in tandem and they're running, he's almost like seeing to it that the 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 path is open for for Hazard or his... You know, does that sort of role that that Kadir used to play at Madrid with, um, Ministro? We almost like he allowed he does all the dirty work, the drafting, and that, and he allows somebody like Ozil now that freedom to be creative. And I think for Hazard to be creative, he needs that sort of protection. And I mean, if you remember that game outside the Emirates, that Jorginho was totally out, you know, outplayed and 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 isolated in that game. So it almost like left us with an easy task of. Picking off Hazard at numerous points
1: during the game. But that that comes down to the fact that Ramsey was, you know, got that guy to close him down all the time. Is messi Ozil going to do that? Or is Ozil gonna allow uh, Jorginho to to dictate play? Because if Ozil does not do that, yeah. we could make uh um Jorginho look like a star uh, playmaker because he will start spraying the ball over. If this Arsenal team is not disciplined in this finals. I could see them throwing it away if they're not disciplined and stick to the plan. But hopefully Una Emery's experience comes through. And like you also mentioned, the, the Chelsea team do not have full belief in
0: Sarri at the moment. And I mean, look, we played them three times a season. Oh, this season. This is something I mentioned to you earlier. Um, look, we played them in a pre-season game, which was like, you know, kind of meaningless in, in Dublin. And it was a game also where they, Chelsea scored first, we managed to get to equalise and we won on the shootout, but with just pointing down to the game, we, we almost like dominated that whole second half or most of the game, we dominated. Then it came to that league game where we lost 3-2 at Stamford Bridge. Again, Chelsea came out fast out of the blocks, went two up, you know, was like had us rocking. We managed to pull the game back and then through some sort of indecision and, and error by Lacazette and Torreira they end up going, getting the winner, even though we looked way stronger in that second half. Didn't we take that game to the Emirates. There, we totally played them off the park. It ended up being almost like a training game. And it was like one, probably one of the easiest wins against them for a while. Even though it was just 2-0, it could have been way more if it wasn't for Kepa as well.
1: It all depends for me which Arsenal turns up. There's Arsenal that turns up against Tottenham, Chelsea at the Emirates, uh, United at the Emirates, Valencia and Napoli. Those five performances, if we can give any one of those five performances in the final, I think we beat Chelsea. Chelsea have looked flat. They threw to Leicester. They've been struggling to get over the finish line. Even if you look at, look at their um, previous Europa League games, it was... It was all... Uh, they lost at home to... um Slavia Prague. And then it was... uh the draw to Frankfurt as well. They're not that convincing. It's just we,
0: we can't let him in the game. And look, my point with regards to Chelsea at the moment, look, of course they are still gonna be dangerous. Don't get me wrong. I just want to put that without it. They are dangerous team, they can punish you if you make that errors so and they'll pick up on it. But for me, it's just at the moment they're in a stage or the way their club has been developing this season, it's like they're not playing for this guy. It's like they will do whatever they, you know, they, they go through that motions, but it's not like they're going to play, look, we're going to try to save Sarri's job. I think if it comes down to it, look, we know Chelsea down the years, they've been doing to numerous managers. If they don't want to play for you, they're not going to play for you. Even if it's going to sacrifice them something, they're not going to play for you. So, I mean, oh. our, the, uh, the demise of, of Mourinho, we saw like that. We saw the that demise, you know, of, of uh, even, what's it, um, Conte as well, where... If they just didn't want to play, they won't
1: play. So, for me, going to the final now, looking at it now, um, mentally, who is it going to favour more? So, we have a Chelsea side who are going to the final relaxed. I know there's a bit of tenseness in the dressing yeah. room with the old Sarri and thing, but they're going to this final uh, um, relaxed. They lose this final, they lose a chance of silverware, but they're still in the Champions League next season. Or is it the Arsenal side that now as it all to play for they lose this game they're back in this competition next season or do they give or do they come out there with motivation they want to play in the Champions League and do they go out there all guys fighting against them maybe complacent Chelsea? Or is it the nervous wreck Arsenal that comes out there and sprays passes all over the show, gets caught out of position. And yeah uh which Arsenal do you think who do you think has the upper hand? Do you think the Chelsea team already have Champions League? Or do you think it's the Arsenal team who are fighting for their lives for Champions League?
0: I think that's fire in the belly should. take, I mean, if, as you said, now if the players are going to be up for it, because I mean, it could be something like. I mean, I know we we talked about the other time also about winning finals, like say that Villa game, where it was in the FA Cup that time, where it was probably the most once at the FA Cup games, like is almost like the City, Watford type of game. And I mean, it's almost like you You get to a point where, you know, you won silver, and you don't give a crap if it's going to be all out, you know, like a one-way traffic where, you know, you totally swarm and, and dominate the thing. And people say, oh, yeah, it was the most boring. I, I don't care if people say, uh, say the most boring cup final. As long as we have that silverware and, uh, and a golden ticket to the Champions League, I'm going to to cash in, mate.
1: That 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 golden ticket, the, the ticket to the Champions League, is going to be crucial. at, at all it was kind of, the, it's, there's repercussions if we don't make the Champions League. I don't think we were able to attract the players. Maybe we want to attract, but if you can dangle that Champions League carrot, I think Walfredo Wolf, uh, would be more would want to come to the club. Like we'd be more willing to come to a club that can give him a Champions League football, and he can have it one more chance. You know, he had that United didn't hack it. But I think he is mature and ready enough, yeah. you know. And yeah. I think if 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 the guys come to Arsenal, they won Champions League. I'm sure that Salah, as well, comes to Arsenal. He would want to play Champions League because I think that's how Liverpool got their big break to the top. They they got Mane in before he helped him get to the Champions League, and then they started bringing in Salah and you know the guys that followed after that. So I do think. We need that Champions League spot so we can go to the next echelon in the in I would say world football and in the
0: English Premier League. I mean, one thing it, it's also not vital for me that I saw now, um, the other day, you know, seeing well, uh, uh, like uh, that photos that Arsenal put up this morning on Twitter, seeing Welbeck, you know, board the plane for Baku. I mean, for me, it's like, you know, it, it also puts now a total different, uh, angle and attack view from. What are we gonna have on the bench now? You know, we're not gonna have say somebody like a young Eden Ketia. You're gonna actually have somebody like, like Welbeck who can help lead the line or can play outside on the left if in, if need be or called upon.
1: I think it's a good thing to call for somebody with his pace also. I don't know how his ankle is, but uh, I think he. I think we could
0: uh, cause some damage with him you know, towards the end of the game if Chelsea do tire. I mean, I I know there is a race uh, for for, for Kante, for Chelsea to get match fit, because I don't know, I know he's been doing intensive training at the moment, but there's also a chance where he could play. But look, Kante is not going to be playing in that role that caused us all sorts of problems a few years back, since we know Sarri's son always gets that slot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we must actually focus on Sari's son. And hopefully, you know, he can play, lead a big part in us winning the game and taking the silver away.
0: Yeah, because, you know, the other day I was listening to, uh, it was either Gary Souness or Gary Neville. And they said, just watch Sar- uh, sorry. <laughs> just watch <laughs> Jorginho. When he gets pressured, he just randomly kicks the ball. And <laughs> people are not even prepared. And he kicks the ball after them.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, I-, I hope, you know, Arsenal... Look, there's a possibility. I know they go into favourites. If those who are in, um, into sports betting, Chelsea are the favourites for the game. Arsenal have odds of three point something uh, compared to Chelsea's odds of what about two? So double your money back with Chelsea. But if Arsenal go out, they put their odds on the field, give it their all, and we end up coming short. Yes, we'll be disappointed, but we'll look at the team and be like, you know, they tried. It just wasn't them for the. It wasn't there for them on that day. But if they're going to go with a limp performance, I can tell you that I think Arsenal fans will be will be seething with anger. Um, and I think, you know, if Emre pulls this Europa League success off now, winning it four times as well for him personally, but if he pulls it off, everybody will forget about our waveform. Everybody will forget about everything this season and call this season a success. his Gunners would have taken this, the start of the season.
0: I mean, I also think with regards to you know the final i think emery would have not you know done his work knowing uh, we fell really short in the league uh, especially if you take you know, the way form and then especially the home and away the way we totally lost our direction there but i think he now knows also how important this is for the club and i think it also opens the doors now in the transfer window so where you can Look, I'm not going to scoff at, at somebody like, say, if Ryan Fraser should join, join I would li- really like him because at least you're going to have, like, say, somebody cut, uh, you know, cutthroat down the flanks, either flank. But I mean, at, at, you know, the quality of the player also then increases because, I mean, as much as I also want quality, but I would like also from the Premier League, I know that that, that costs almost like a, a double the value sometimes of players from the Premier League or the Championship if they're now really in demand. And I think that is also the way we should now go with the forward planning. if you know, we do get, get success in in Baku now.
1: Yeah, I think definitely Premier League ready players. It seems it's the recipe to success. I mean, Mane came from uh, Southampton side, Fanta came from a Southampton side, slotting into Liverpool. You look at John Stones coming from Everton to Man City. So it's a lot of inter club movements in the Premier League, and that actually strengthens the team. I mean, Kante moving from Leicester to Chelsea as well. You know, that push them to win the league. So sometimes buying in the pre, in the Premier League, you're getting players who are ready and you know what you're getting as well. Isn't that, you know, they need time to still get used to
0: the league? I mean, um, I don't know if any of our listeners also listened to Arsenal's YouTube channel the other day when they were talking to Raul Sanyehi with regards to transfers, the plans for the future. And he was actually saying, you know, we also need to start, because from what I heard, the, the blueprint... For Arsenal from beyond in, it's like, uh, when you're down to your second year of your contract, you're going to be offered a contract. If you don't, you get sold. It's not going to be any more of that, you know, the way it played out with Ramsey and Alexis. Uh, the other thing also that he added was that I want to start developing a sort of an, uh, an academy where, you know, like, like Ajax of the, say of the 90s or 80s, late 80s or the 90s, and then you have the barcelona generation you have the liverpool generation the united generation and i think that is they want to have that thing where you can actually put almost like 67 of that academy players straight into that first team that can go on to bigger better things like whether it's trophy wise and salon price so that kind of comforted me with you know the future if, if this is the the path we're going to take yeah for
1: two too long, we've been losing players on a free transfer. You can go way back, you know Alexandre Alexandre Matthew Flamini in his prime uh Robert van Persie was almost you know in that situation where he to sell for cheap, yeah. like you mentioned Sanchez Nazri, all top players we could have gotten big bucks for if we let him sign on and sold them, or you know if we we and we had and also we we whenever we lost a key player, there's a massive gap, but if you add that academy youngster groomed for it and he slots in, you don't miss him like we had, remember we had with Fabregas yeah. when Patrick Vieira left we, you know, we weren't sad about it, only years later we only felt it so yeah, it's like you said, the future does seem bright if that's the way the club
0: is going. But I mean it's also going to come down to the owner you know, giving money where need be and I mean that is, I think that's also what Josh Grunke should step up in where you know, he he's more adamant to his, regards, his father and freeing up money. Cause I mean, look at other club, the that teams that he all has, they can all, you know, if you take a little bit of money of each of their teams, I can go a long way with us eh, as a club.
1: Yeah. But we, we, we seem to be very self-sufficient. You know, we, it was like, we run like a, a proper business. I mean, we, we do need that bit of funding, you know, with a, uh, you know, those, those guys who play FIFA, you know, with the board gives you that massive, that, money take over, you're able to bring good players to your club and I'll push for the league title. So I think Arsenal needs that for the way. Maybe Kroenke, just for one season, just write them a blank check of, uh, what's it, two, maybe 200 million, just, yeah, go do what you want with that. Uh, we, we definitely do need something like that where we can bring in three to four quality players. Because I don't know if you listened to the Raheem Sterling interview When after they won the FA Cup final, I think it was Rio Ferdinand actually asked him, you know, you were always a quality player. But when you came to Man City, when Pep came, you just got better and better and better. He said, what's the um, recipe to success? Then he he said that, you know, after a good season, he would put his feet up thinking, OK, I'm I'm good. My place is secure for the next season. And then he says, next thing he sees, he reads that uh, Mancetis have signed another Uriad Mahrez. He said he he obviously has a bit of panic in him. Then he realises he has to work that, but extra to keep his position in the team. And I think at Arsenal, currently, we do not have that.
0: Uh, Because I think that is where we almost like I'm strung with the the finances. Because now you can have somebody, say like Xhaka, if he wants to have an off day, he'll just go through the motions on the field. Ozil also doesn't have really somebody turning the heat. Oh yeah, this is something. Also, just to hop back to the final quickly, with regards to that that worry that you had, like, say so with Özil. I think even in a final, I don't think is gonna really take, uh, you know, a pedestrian Özil in the game, because I think if he, I'm sure if he sees some like, you know, 30, 35 minutes and. He's just losing the ball in midfield or, you know, not really putting effort in. I think he will be a hold of ASAP by Emery because I don't think he's going to, especially in the final, I don't think he's going to mess around with anybody if if you're not going to be on on your game for the final.
1: Yeah, I, I think that we, we, we can't take any complacency. Not, not, not this game on Wednesday. Not this game. We need everybody to come to the fore.
0: Yeah. So I also I want to just add also, as we're now winding down, um, the Emirates Cup is a new format for 2019. Um, on July 28th, we're going to have everything that takes place on one day. Uh, Arsenal women take on Bayern Munich women, the football team. And then Arsenal first team take on Olympic Lyon. So, you know, it should be a good test for us. Because I think, look, the bigger test also come, comes prior that since we still have to play, I think Madrid and Bayern, I believe, and I think Roma, I'm not sure in the uh, Champions, International Champions Cup. So, I think we will get, we'll get, our players will get a good workout this pre-season. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed with uh, some fantastic signings as well.
1: Yeah, I can get the uh, get the team challing very early on in the season. Don't leave things for last minute.
0: Okay, so we'll end off right there. I hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. We probably all starved a bit from football, but the countdown starts also now. For Come on, Arsenal.
1: Let's go together to Baku.